From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 439, for the week of May 3rd, 2015. The Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mallard-Willie, and Michael Bowling. And in this segment, Mary Jo takes a day six drive. We're going to the beach this time, aren't we Mary Jo? We are. We're going to the beaches north of the LAX airport. Okay. For people who, um, you know, sometimes uh, when we get the guests in at the airport, they're not going to go to Disneyland that first day. What? You get in early. Crazy you talk. Know? <laughs> well, and there's things to do that they can do uh, in, at the beaches nearby right, LAX right. where they sure. don't have to travel a lot before and then head out to Disneyland in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to take us to first Venice. Okay. Which Yay. is. About- that's like That's like one of those legendary type places right it really is and and i'll tell you a little bit more about it, the kind of at, at the, the, uh, at the end of this i want to at the end of this i want to know if it lives up to the legend <laughs> okay you know we'll, what i mean we'll, i mean we'll have you know, to we'll have yeah. to take okay. you there and okay, show yeah. you i mean pe- tourists it's like okay i gotta go to venice beach i gotta go to venice beach we'll we'll find out all right yeah you will uh well it's located <laughs> yeah, you <will. laughs> yeah you will it's located less than six miles from alex airport but you know, depending on traffic, it could take anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour to get there just because of the traffic. So when you get in in the morning, just be aware that, that you might have some time. Um, Nancy turned me on to Waze, and so I always use Waze when I'm going over there to see, to gauge what time I'm going to get over there. We are no, in no way sponsored by Waze, yeah. or we have no affiliation, <laughs> but we love Waze. Yeah, it works. Works. We need to sponsor Waze and Uber. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, um, Uber creeps me out. No. <laughs> Go ahead. Huh? I'm thinking of it. Uh, now, Venice was founded in 1905. Really? And yeah, it's been around for quite a while. Well, in Los Angeles terms. And in 1926, the city merged with Los Angeles and if there's a river that runs just south of Venice, it's called the Bayona River. <clears throat> These days, rivers in Los Angeles kind of look like big canals, but it is a river. <laughs> and back in the especially day, especially this year, yeah. well, yes, especially now. Although the LA River, which we might talk about that in the future, it's, they're changing it. But this whole area used to be a marsh back in the day, and in the Mexican times, after. When California it was run by Californios, right? Californianos. Um, they, it was granted by the Mexican government. And at that time it was called Rancho La Bayona and then later became Port Bayona. And then later when the Americans took over, et cetera, and as time went on, there are a gentleman by the name of Abbott Kinney, um, took over Venice and he really started developing the area. So he decided that since there was a lot of water in this area, that he would make an American version of Venice. And he dug a bunch of canals. All the, in the, during the streets had a lot of canals in, in the area. And that's how people got around over there. And he called this, like I said, the American Venice. He also built a 1200 foot 
pier that had an auditorium, a ship restaurant, a dance hall. Dance halls, I think, were very popular because a lot of our piers back in the day had dance halls in them, and especially in Venice and Santa Monica and Catalina's, as we've talked in the past. Um, he also built up a street that paralleled the ocean um, that was, um, the, the buildings were all had a Venetian architecture. And tourists used to visit Venice via the red cars. If anybody has heard about the red cars, have you guys heard about the red cars? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes, I saw Roger Rabbit. <laughs> nice. Well, nice. The, there used to be a, an, a, the, uh, an electric system, yep. trolley system that went from the greater Los Angeles area. And the to, drivers sang, sang songs. Yeah, they did. Clang, clang, clang. Goes the trolley. <laughs> but they used to um, go to Venice, Santa Monica, Redondo Beach, and you can still see the medians where the railways used to go. I don't know. The nerdy part of me likes to identify these type of landmarks when I'm driving around where the red cars used to be. And you can but, still pretend you can ride the red car at California Adventure. Well, that's true. <laughs> that That's a really good tie-in because that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. And so it, what people would do is they would go visit the, the beach, the coastal cities. And so these amusement piers were a big thing back in the day before we had places like Nasbury Farm in Disneyland to go to. And at Venice, um, it was very busy and everything. Well, in the 20s, Los Angeles, since they had incorporated Venice, they decided, you know, the motor, the automobile was coming along. And so there were too many canals and they started filling in the streets. They started, um, I mean, filling in the canals and making them into streets. And so streets like Venice Way, Windward Avenue, Market Street, etc., were filled in. And if you drive over there, you'll see a big roundabout in that area with a gondola in the middle that pays homage to the time that that used to, they used to all be canals. So the streets are kind of twisty and they're, the grid is really different in Venice. Also, excuse me, counting the fact that they're, the, um, their streets are kind of narrow, the houses. Parking is at a premium over there. And so when you go visit, kind of keep that in mind. There's a couple of big boulevards that go over there, Venice Boulevard and Washington Boulevard. And those are nice big streets, but everything else is um, kind of an you're on top of each other. Uh, Well, I'm I'm going to get to that. Okay. Because that one's in a, to me, that's an important one, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the, as I said, the pier became a popular amusement park attraction. They had roller coasters. They had three roller coasters there. Fun house, racing derby, the carousel, and other attractions over there. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Now, um, the, when the Depression came, World War II, etc., Venice kind of went out of favor, let's say. People stopped going there. It ran into neglect, and Los Angeles didn't expend the funds. So Venice became rather seedy, and and some of us, there's still areas of it, of Venice, that have not been brought up to par, and you want to avoid them. But these areas are nowhere near the beach or the ocean. But at one time, you really didn't want to go over there because they had gangs, etc., well, come the 1990s and early 2000s, the local government and the people who lived in Venice decided that they were tired of this and they wanted to gentrify the city. So they started um, pouring funds in to clean it up. 
And as Nancy said, Abbott Kinney Boulevard, who's named after Abbott Kinney, who founded Venice, um, is one of the streets there that was, it, it now is a street that has a lot of boutiques and restaurants and mm-hmm. it's kind of kitschy over there. And a lot of fashion designers will go to Abbott Kinney and go shopping over there to come up with their designs when they have their fashion um, fashion shows, etc. And if you go over there, the people still have kind of a bohemian style. And Abbott Kinney has the original Tom store. You know, those Tom shoes that a lot of people like. The Yay. flagship store is there in Abbott Kinney, although now it's more of a cafe with some shoes that they happen to sell. It's kind of, it's kind of, um, it's a fun place to walk just because it's so different. And there's a little restaurant there called Salt Air, and my daughter works at Salt Air. So that's where I said this is, uh, Abbott Kinney's a little bit special to me. And for such a small restaurant, just letting you know, not that I'm pushing it or anything, but if you <laughs> want to go eat good food, um, Pink has dined over there. The author, or excuse me, the illustrator for Phineas and Ferb has dined over there and he draws the characters on their mirrors whenever he goes over there. And Bob Iger has eaten there a couple of times. But Kelly refuses to ask him for his autograph for me. So we have to talk to that girl about that. (laughs) Remind her how many hours you were in labor with her. (laughs) When I I start that, the kids pat me on the head. And I tell them, you know, it's not only that, (laughs) how many months I carried them, right? And nourished their bodies. And she just says, nope, not going to do it. (laughs) Venice is also known for being an artsy town. There's, um, when you go on the, on the boardwalk over there, you'll, there's a lot of street artists, but there's also other, there's murals in the area. It's just a really cool place to go walk around, um, and stroll around in. Um, the architect Frank Gehry lives in Venice and he's the guy who designed the Disney Music Center in downtown Los Angeles. Mm. And there's a building on Main Street in Venice that has these huge binoculars that it formed the entrance to the building and actually the conference room is in one of the lenses in the binoculars. So it's pretty cool. And you can see that just by driving up and down. Um, other people like Angelica Houston and lives there with her um, husband who happens to be a sculptor. Also the doors were formed in Venice in 1965 and other bands. So there's a, this another band. Well, uh, Jane's addictions, another band that's formed there and, but I'm just, re- I'm just, that was the whole thing, referring to the Doors as oh. just another band. <laughs> well, that's true. The Doors, as well as other bands, have been formed there. But yeah, that was a huge, I mean, that's where Morrison lived, and so it was a big thing. So Venice is very much an artsy town with music, the movies, um, the murals, like I said before, as well as art galleries throughout the area. So telling a little bit about the, um, how it's set up on the south of Venice, you have what's, uh, you have the Venice beat, uh, excuse me, the Venice pier. It's just a fishing pier, not too much going on over there, but it, a lot of people do like to walk out and, you know, take a look at the, um, at the ocean, etc. And right there where the pier is going north is the Venice boardwalk. And that is the place to go to, to see the, um, shall we say interesting people that frequent Venice. They're over there. Um, you have, uh, it's a two and a half mile promenade. And that's where you're going to see the famous 
volleyball courts that you people see where people are playing on the beach, the skate dancing plaza that's there, Muscle Beach, where Arnold Schwarzenegger and other people have made made famous. And Muscle Beach is this huge weightlifting area. Other people still go there. And if you go to um, a building, you'll see these huge barbells on the roof. You're at Muscle Beach. And they have yep. Gold Gym is located there. And that's um, a real famous um, fitness center that made fit, made famous by Arnold Schwarzenegger and other people of his ilk. They also have a beautiful beach at Venice. You know, Los Angeles has these straight beaches and there's a lot of sand and restaurants alongside, which are really nice to visit. And mm-hmm. Abbott Kinney had built this little breakwater, so it enhanced the surfing there at Venice Beach. And for a mere $80, you can learn how to surf there. They'll provide you a company called Go Surf LA has lessons and they provide everything that you would need um, to surf. So if you're, you fly into LAX and you decide you want to learn how to surf because it's such a beautiful day and we've got the waves and stuff, your opportunity is right there. Another um, thing that they have um, at Venice is they have the different, oh, they have, excuse me, I had said that the canals had all been filled in, right? Well, not all of them were filled in. There's a section in the south part of Venice between Venice Boulevard and Washington Boulevard where there are still some canals standing with houses on them. Yeah, you I can recommend walk that. It's fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I recommend going over there and checking it and checking it out. It's um it's called the Venice Canal Historic District. You'll ha- see signs um pointing to it. And many movies have been filmed there. And I'm just going to say, there, our gang was there, the net with Sandra Bullock, um, because I said so, and other movies have been filmed in that area. So my girlfriend, Brenda, and I went over there after we ate at Salt Air, of course. And the people, <laughs> the people shameless there plug. were... Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> slight, not, not, not even shameless. Yeah. But um, uh, the people there were so nice. We... We walked along, we chatted with people. I even, there was an, even an artist selling his prints out there. And he told us that he makes as much money selling his prints in front of his house as he does putting them in a gallery or, or in a shop. So I actually bought one because it was of Yosemite and I wanted it. But they, since they cleaned up the town, the houses there are very, um, they're not like the standard cookie cutter type houses. There's a, they all have different architectures and because they're so, they've been there such a long time. And what probably at one time didn't cost very much are now they're, you know, these houses are in the millions of dollars. So I recommend visiting the, the canal area as well as the boardwalk. I will say Sundays, especially sunny days, if you go on the weekend, especially on Sunday, it's going to get really crowded. You're going to want to park over by Venice Beach. They have a lot of parking lots over there, but they pretty much fill up by the, by, let's say by 11, 12 in the day. So you want to get there a little bit earlier, maybe 10 o'clock and go and park there so you can go up and down the boardwalk and just, you know, start exploring over there. Well, one of my favorite things to do when Ian and I were just dating and, um, you know, childless and happy. Um, (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) 
<laughs> was we would go we would go to Venice and he would rent rollerblades because I already had a pair. And it is extremely easy within an hour and a half to two hours to rollerblade or rent a bike um, and go all the way down to Santa Monica Pier and come back. Yeah. It, it is no time flat, especially well, if you're nice on wheels. Because it's called the Strand, right? And yeah. it's because it's between the street and the sand. And there's a huge, I mean, not a huge, it's a very long trail where you can do, as Nancy said, either rent bicycles or rollerblades if you don't have them. And there's lots of little shops that'll rent them to you over there. And I've actually gone from Torrance Beach where the, where Palos Verdes kind of starts. My dad and I rode our bikes to Santa Monica Pier and back, stopping at all the little piers on the way for a soda or beer in my dad's case and stuff like that. So it's, a really nice way to spend the day and, and actually what, getting on those bicycles is a great idea. And I was going to say, if you're not comfortable with the standard bicycle, you can even rent those low to the ground recumbents where you're, you know, you're sitting and kind of half laying down and pedaling. You can rent those at a couple of the places too. So yeah. those are a lot of fun. And, and anybody might, can ride a recumbent. You don't have to have any specific, you know, you don't have to have a good sense of balance to ride a recumbent. That's good to know. Yeah. Now, Venice is a little bit different. It does draw a lot of, um, like I, I'm saying, interesting characters to it. But, but it is safe, especially during the daytime. There's a lot of people over there. But I remember going by and seeing a guy in purple leotards with a boa constrictor snake, you know. The silver there. guy? The guy who paints himself either all in silver or all in gold and, and poses, you know, kind of like the living statues at Walt Disney World. Um, my favorite is the one musical guy ma made famous by uh, Steve Martin and Ellie Confidential. The guy who roller skates and he's all in whites with the turban and, and has a guitar. <laughs> and He's still around. I believe it. Honest believe to it. God. And you, and, you, and you see them. When, when they're over there. So I do recommend Venice. Just when you, um, like Tom, you were saying that, does it meet the expectations? So what expectations do you have about um, Venice? What do no, you think? I, I mean, just the reputation of Venice is that it's a, that a touristy, touristy location. With it in, is. Like, as you said, interesting characters. Yeah, it, it definitely has that. People from small towns might get a little nervous, but in my opinion, I'm, I'm, I felt perfectly safe walking by myself over there. So, and I've, I go there a few times, but it's just so pretty. Our, our beaches are really pretty out here. Well, and it's fun. If you, if you keep an open mind to stuff too, when you visit, like on Sundays, they usually have a big drummer circle where drummers from all over LA get together on the beach and, and bring their various styles of drums from bongos to doombacks to, you know, all kinds of fun things. And they play music on the beach. Yeah. And you'll oftentimes run into things like that. And they welcome anybody to come and join. It's fun. You can bring your kids over and, and they'll, you know, let your kids drum. It's just, it's very laid back. Yes. You know, what it's so that's, that's what I would recommend for Venice. Now, if you go a little bit farther north, you're going to hit the city of Santa Monica. 
Now, Santa Monica, where Venice is a little under six miles from LAX airport, Santa Monica is about 11 miles from LAX. And it can take from a half hour at the best time of traffic to an hour, and you will need to take the freeway. The good thing about it is that the 10 freeway goes right into Santa Monica, so you don't have to worry about driving through um, small uh, side streets to get there if you don't want to. History of Santa Monica is that it used to be inhabited by the Tongva people who were the local um, Native Americans that lived in the Los Angeles area. When the Spaniards came, they, they called them the Gabrielinos, but the Gabrielinos and the Tongva people are the same people. The Tongva people are the same tribes that lived on Catalina Island and they lived in the Santa Monica mountains. They call Santa Monica Kachik in their language. So I'm going to test you guys afterwards to see if you remember that. And if anybody remembers their history of the Spanish explorers, Gaspar de Portola, was, he um, camped there in 1769, and they named the area after the Christian St. Monica. So it's called Santa Monica. In the 1870s, the Los Angeles and Independence Railroad connected Santa Monica to Los Angeles no longer standing, but in those days, that's how they got there because it was a um, a popular city even back then. And the first town hall was built in 1873. It then became a beer hall, and now it's part of the Santa Monica Hostel. It's the oldest surviving building in Santa Monica. And then you have the Santa Monica Hotel, which was built in 1885. So it's been around for a while. The famous pier was built in, you guys ha- want to hazard a guess? 1920-something? That's close. It was built in 1909. That's really close. It, well, <laughs> it's early 1900s. You sort of close. For Midwesterners, that's close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give or, take a ten, give or take 10, 20 years. You know, it's nothing in, like, East Coast Midwestern history. <laughs> right. Um, it once had the largest ballroom in the United States there. There's also the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium where the Academy Awards were held in the 1960s. So you can imagine that even then people were going from Hollywood and from Los Angeles out to the Santa Monica Pier. They also have a carousel there called the Santa Monica Loof Hippodrome. It's and cool. it's a national Say that again? It's cool. Oh, they it like is. It. It's a national historic landmark and it was designed and built in 1916. So there's a lot of historical stuff there at the Santa Monica Pier. Um, and I'll get, I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. In 1922, the Douglas Aircraft Company, which later became McDonnell Douglas, Where? attempted the first aerial circumnavigation of the world and two airplanes made it back after 175 days. A little bit different than today. Uh, McDonnell Douglas, they had their facilities there until the 1960s. Um, and then they moved out and spread. And today, McDonnell Douglas is part of the Boeing Corporation or the Boeing Company. Mm-hmm. So they, there's the aerospace um, companies kind of moved out of the Santa Monica area. Um, like Venice, the Pacific Electric Railroad that we call the Red Car brought the people to Santa Monica where the people visited the beach and the amusement park, excuse me, the amusement pier. And although the railroad doesn't exist anymore, it's still one of the uh, most it's one of the places that beckons to tourists. A lot of tourists still go to Santa Monica Pier. It's one of our main draws in Los Angeles. Yep, and third um, and then the Third Street Promenade, which is just up the street from it. 
Right, exactly. In, in fact, a and long time ago, we covered the opening of the Disney store there. Back when we first started, or you first started recording? Yeah, back in the day. Back in the day. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, you can actually get to the Santa Monica Pier. It's really easy. Like I said, you just hop on the 10 in Florida, drive across the United States, and keep going till you hit the Pacific Ocean, and you'll be on the Santa Monica Pier. And another note about that is the Santa Monica Pier is also the end of Route 66. And there's a sign there that has 66 with Santa Monica above it, and below it says, End of the Trail. So actually, I took um, our friends John and Linda there, and I remember John being really excited. And that's the first time I noticed that Route 66 ended there. So now, uh, when every time I go, I kind of pay a little silent nod to that sign, because I think it's just really cool. There is a small amusement park on the pier, and it has a giant Ferris wheel that people have probably seen in several movies, TV shows, commercials. You can't miss it when you're driving on PCH because it's so big. I've never been on it, though. Have you, Nancy? No, I haven't. I, I actually have only, like, done the carousel, I think, at Santa Monica. Now, my daughter's been to Santa Monica Pier with friends and loves it. And just yeah. thinks, I, but I don't know if she's actually been on the Ferris wheel or not. Michael, Tom, have either of you been on the Ferris wheel there? I've never been to Santa Monica. No, I've been to Santa Monica Pier, but um, no, I didn't ride any of the attractions. Wow. Okay. Attractions. Well, <laughs> well, they do. They have a little. They have a little roller coaster there. It's for. It's mostly for kiddies because they're those circular rides that go round and round and round, right? Um, and they have the carousel there. They do have a, a bunch of shops. One of the cool things, I think, is that you can actually park on the pier itself. You just drive straight on there, drive on the, on the wooden boards and, and park, and then you can go in and see the different sites that they have there. They don't have too many restaurants. In fact, the my lobster. cousins... They have lo they have where? lobster at the front. Is that at the end of the pier or at the beginning? Uh, there's the one at the beginning, the, the seafood restaurant right there. There's a Bubba Gump's right there. Did the restaurant sell? Oh my gosh, that used to be quite the seafood place. It yeah, was like there's... a little independent seafood place um, called, I think, called Lobster or something like that. No, that's not there anymore. Wow. In fact, I had gone there. My cousins had a tradition when they would come up from El Paso. We would go eat at Tony's on the Pier in Redonda Beach. And mm -hmm. I thought I would do something different. And I took them to Santa Monica Pier. And we were looking for a restaurant that was on the pier overlooking the ocean and we couldn't find one. And when we asked somebody there who worked at the pier for a recommendation, he told us, well, you know, if you drive to Redonda Beach, <laughs> there's, there's a restaurant called there, Tony's. There a used true to story. Be little, there used to be a little place right next to the carousel in the build, in the same building with the carousel. Well, we'll have, they do have a rusty surf ranch and they do have, um, pure seafood, but they're more like, Small counter tiny independent type. counters, yeah. Yeah, it's not okay. Not good, they still have real pure seafood, then. Yeah, yeah, that's important. They do have that. Okay, if you're gonna have a pier, you need to have real pure seafood places. That's all I'm saying. And they do have them, just not a lot there at yeah. Santa Monica Pier. Now, if you leave the pier and you walk down on the bike path or on the strand or in the beach area and you go south a little bit, you're going to hit the Santa Monica Muscle Beach. 
not to be confused with the Venice Muscle Beach, but this is where Jack Lane used to train. Do you remember back in the day when he would do exercises, his show on the beach? Yeah. That's where he used to do it, is at Santa Monica. Kirk Douglas used to also train there. And that area dates back to the 1930s. So I thought that was cool. And just south of Muscle Beach is a park that they call um, Chess Park. And it's an international chess park. So there's tables with permanent chess boards on them where you can watch people play chess. And they have a couple of tables where the public can also play chess there on the beach. So I thought that was really cool to go over there. Now, Santa Monica has three shopping districts. The Probably the, the most boring one would be on the south end of Main Street in Santa Monica. And it's called the Santa Monica Place, which is just a large mall. Has Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom's, but there's nothing Except they really. Except re- they rehabbed it. That's where the Disney store is. The mall? Yeah, not, in the mall. I'm not right? talk- okay, because you said third promenade, and I'm not talking about well, this no, there's Well, no, it's the one that's right on the end of the promenade. Okay, so, yeah, that's an indoor mall. It's two stories. Mm-hmm. But, Great um, food court. Excellent restaurants. Yep. I was on jury duty over there, and I and we used to go in that mall during our time off. But next to, like Nancy said, it's at the end of the Third Street Promenade. Now, the Third Street Promenade is interesting in that it's three blocks. It's closed off to motor traffic. You can only walk it. And it's full of shops. And also, it has a lot of street vendors. Unlike the street vendors at our street entertainment, unlike the street entertainment that they have at downtown Disney at Disneyland, these... um entertainers are a little bit more aggressive and asking for donations for people who have been watching them perform. Mm. So we, we went there pretty recently. And so you just have to be really tough. Of course, there's nothing threatening or whatever, but if you're, if you don't like somebody, you know, coming right up to you and saying, you know, pay us for the, for this entertainment that we're performing, you might want to stand at the back of the crowd or just walk and don't pay too much attention to them. Because they kind of, they're they're aggressive. I had never seen that before, and I don't know if other places are like that. But they didn't used to be. They didn't used to be, but my experiences oh, now they are. Well, but you know they what? have that Go mall ahead. became that mall used to be all kinds of really fun, quirky, independent shops and restaurants with only a handful of chains, and then it's recently become. Full of chain restaurant. Okay. I mean, chain I don't want to call it a mall. I want to call it the Third Street Promenade, so we don't mix okay. it with the Okay, sorry. Mall. The promenade used to be full of, and then all of a sudden, it was like all the national chains decided to um, get stores in the promenade. And Probably so, so many people go there, you know. You know, but. I don't know. It changed the whole vibe. Because when I first moved out here in 2000, we were there almost every weekend. You know, meeting up with friends on Friday night and mm-hmm. going out to eat and stuff like that. And, and yeah, it didn't have... It's a complete different vibe than it used to be when we were, when we were you know, childless. Right. But it's still a, <laughs> it's still a neat place to go visit. There's a lot of it places... Is. There's a, there are a lot of shops. I would recommend going there if you want to get souvenirs from Southern California. And there's also a lot of cafes there in the middle of the street or on the side of the street 
of this pedestrian corridor, like I was talking about, they do have a large Apple store there for people, for the Apple lovers mm-hmm. who want to go there. There's a flagship Gap, I think, there too, um, as well as several other different stores have flagship um, flagships on the promenade. There's some excellent dining of almost any nationality you want. You can get anything right you like the deli there is particularly good um there was a little place a little french place called george's that we used to go to um there's another great um chinese well sort of asian fusion themed restaurant called tsunami on down on the other end and then for um cookware lovers there's a sur la table at the very other end too oh there's one in in yeah, that's a really nice shop. It is a really nice yeah. Rulatob. And and they have a farmer's market twice a week. Right. On the promenade. And the one on Wednesday is certified organic. The entire farmer's market is certified organic on Wednesdays. One of the things about Santa Monica, if you if people hear about California cuisine and you know the the I don't want to say tree huggers, but, you know, the nature lovers and the ecology. Santa Monica is a really good example of trying to do things the right way. You know, Santa Monica is the one that says no plastic bags and, you know, no smoking on the beaches, etc. And they're trying for a cleaner atmosphere. The one thing about Third Street Promenade, since Third Street, right? So it's three blocks away from the beach. You can walk to Palisade Park from Third Street Promenade. Mm-hmm. And again, you're going to see some more street performers over there. Um, and they're okay, but you, you will also see a totem pole. I don't know why it's there, but there's a totem pole over there. And there is a cool camera obscura also there at Pacific Palisades. And yeah. if anybody knows, camera obscura is just, it's this big box with a, a light that shines in and it does a reflection. So it kind of is like you can see people from a distance that, project onto the wall of this box they have a different make them in like seventh grade (laughs) yeah yeah but it's kind of cool because it's big and it's over there now pacific palisades if anybody ever saw the movie it's a mad 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 world (laughs) back in the 60s great movie. the place pardon me great movie they play it on amc every now and then right or turner movie classics or whatever it is the place where the big W is located. <laughs> so I searched all over for the big W the first time I went there and I didn't find it. So, but, um, it's, it's pretty cool. And you can actually walk to the pier. You can go from third street promenade to the pier or from the pier, you know, once you've parked there, walk up through Palisades Park, which is really pretty and then go to third street promenade. And that is what I recommend. Outside. I actually oh, yeah. recommend parking at the promenade. Um, I don't remember if, I don't know if it's changed, but it used to be before a certain time of day, parking was a, a cheaper rate or was a flat rate or something like that. The parking rates, the parking rates on the promenade are extremely reasonable. Yeah, there's a, there's, and there's a lot of little parking. We found a parking spot on the other, I think it was on Fifth Street. And they we just walked actually onto the four or five garages. Yeah. And, and there are, find. there are garages beach side of the promenade on Second Street. And there are ones on Fourth Street. 
and you can choose either side. In fact, um, if you ever remember the, uh, the, Border Grill. There used to be a PBS cooking show called Too Hot Tamales. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan Feniger and um, somebody else, Milken, Milken and Feniger. They um, actually had their original Border Grill restaurant right there on Fourth Street. Yeah, Susan Feniger and Mary Sue Milken. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, and in fact, remember the. Um, Oh, there's all kinds of great history to Santa Monica, so I won't go into it here. But the one guy who had the big scandal for his foundation um, has his huge foundation there in Santa Monica, too, right off the promenade. I'm glad you said that about the history because they offer bike tours, walking tours, Segway tours in Santa Monica that'll tell you the history. And because Santa Monica and Venice kind of they border each other, they're so close, you can actually go into Venice on these tours and if you have time, I do recommend taking one of those tours to um, to learn a little bit about the city before you go and explore. It's a fun way to spend the day over there. Um, they also have what they call the Santa Monica Stairs, which is a long, uh, oh, it's a yeah. steep staircase. <laughs> yeah, goes from Palisade Park because Palisade Park is up on a bluff, and you go down the stairs to get, and you have to cross um, PCH to get to the beach. Identify what PCH is for our friends who don't know. It's um, Pacific Coast Highway or Highway 1. Pacific Coast Highway, Highway 1, PCH. Thanks, Nancy. Forgot about that. But that's a really neat place to go. Now, if you want more upscale shopping, there's a street called Montana. And the Montana District's on the north side. And that's where you're going to find your luxury boutique stores, more restaurants, and more of the upscale shopping. If you want to go someplace and you want to see stars or cele- other celebrities, you're going to want to go to this area in Montana Avenue because um, just north of Santa Monica is where people like the Schwarzeneggers and other uh, famous cele- people live. It's a really nice neighborhood over there. I've actually, we ran into Peter Gallagher when we've been there. Um, we saw Harrison Ford and Calista Lockhart um, over there. So... We saw what's her name after she got dumped by James Cameron. After the divorce, like they were eating at the table, like Terminator Two person. Yes, <laughs> she. Uh, her. Oh, she looked a mess. <laughs> it was like right after the divorce. That's also the area when uh, we saw Wally Bogue. He used to live in the area. Also, Carol Burnett and other people. So mm-hmm. it's a really it's a neat place to go. To go wander around, whether you're on foot and you go to the places that Nancy and I were just talking about, or if you just drive around, it's just a really neat city. Go ahead. And there's a few more area, a few more um, places of note in Santa Monica too, right there. That um, the Santa Monica Airport, huge, huge dining nightlife kind of. um, They've got several gourmet restaurants and stuff at the Santa Monica Airport. It's quite the hip and trendy place. Um, There's also the Santa Monica Art Park, which has several really interesting galleries and such. And it's right near um, some of the Santa Monica filming studios. Like, um, you can actually occasionally still see if they haven't ripped it down the the old street they used to use for Sunnydale in a, a... and Buffy the Vampire Slayer is actually Oh, yeah, behind. that was filmed there. So, yeah, my husband used to edit the promos for it. Very cool. <laughs> so, yeah, so we've, uh, there, we've, we used to spend a lot of time in Santa Monica itself, and there's a lot of really cool little experiences 
And I can recommend several really good um, restaurants. So if you have a lot of time, you would go to Santa Monica. Or if you have a short amount of time, you can go to Santa Monica or or Venice, either one. But probably if you just have one day that you're going to do something, I would choose Santa Monica over Venice. There's more to do. Um, and it's just prettier, but if you want to drive along the coast and see Venice also, there's I recommend a that. There's aquarium on the pier too. Oh yeah, there's yeah, lots to do. Tons of stuff in mm-hmm. Santa Monica. I agree. I agree. And it's not quite as kitschkish tourist shopping. You can find things that are, are souvenirs that may mean more to you than just a cheesy California t-shirt and a pair of sunglasses. Right. Right, you can get the real Southern California look over there stuff. Now, let's say that you're at the LAX and you don't really want to drive and spend a lot of time, but you do want to go to an ocean-type setting. Closer than Venice, Santa Monica's Marina del Rey. And that, again, is about five miles from LAX airport. It was part of the marsh area. The Bayona Creek goes through there. And... Just driving along um, Lincoln Boulevard, going north, um, or the PCH, Pacific Coast Highway, you can uh, you get to a street called Fiji Way, and you get there, and there's a bunch of little restaurants and shops that you can go eat at. If there's also um, a, a beach called Mother's Beach. Have you guys ever heard of Mother's Beach? No. Mm, no. Okay, Mother's Beach is it's in Marina Del Rey, and it's a... It's a protected beach area, meaning that you don't get the big waves. And it's a great place to go with small children because they can play in the ocean. They can play in the water and they're not going to get knocked over by the waves. You don't have to worry about that. And that's also in Marina del Rey. It's called Mother's Beach. But if I had to choose between Mother's Beach and Venice and Santa Monica, I would really choose Venice or Santa Monica for the beautiful wide beaches. Also, if you're, if you, um, I should I say swim necessarily in Santa Monica necessarily. I'd stick my feet in. If, if I had to swim, I would go up the coast to Malibu a little more, but Santa Monica has had trouble in the past with pollution in its beaches. They're really cleaning it up though. Okay, good. They're, That's they're, good to they're hear. Putting, yes. They're, they're, uh, they've been developing, it's called a zero waste strategy operations plan. And they're trying to divert like 95% of all their waste from landfills and they're going through to recycling and composting. There's a huge project that's happening to clean up Santa Monica. Nice. Right now. Yep. They're also putting together a, a five year and a 20 year plan for, um, it's the called the bike action plan. Cool. And basically it's going to be, they've already implemented this in some cities where you get a bicycle, you, you sign up, you get a bicycle, you ride it someplace and you park it and they have bicycle stands throughout the city. So you can ride the bicycle from one place to another and just park it in another stand and leave it for the next person. So it's a great way to get around. They're also putting an extension of the expo line, the uh, metro, mm-hmm. and they expect that to begin in 2016. That's so the, they're the gold line expansion. Um, Isn't it? It's from Culver City to Santa Monica. It's you know they're they're trying to to yeah. get public tra- improve public transportation. Right now, traffic from Hollywood to Santa Monica or downtown LA to Santa Monica is horrible because God of forsaken. the 
Yeah, well, it's the number of people that live in Santa Monica and that do business in Hollywood. So they, they need to do something to relieve the traffic congestion. Yep. But, you know, that that's going to happen in the early in the morning and in the afternoon and the evening. That's good. But during the, the day, I've gone over there with, with no problems over there. So cool. first choice is Santa Monica, then Venice. But if you just have a, a short amount of time and you just want to eat something, go eat at Marina Del Rey. But any of those places are really nice to go visit. Very cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. Sure thing. Also, I'll just say if anybody has any questions and you want me to look it up for you, just mm-hmm. send me an email to maryjo at wdwinfo.com. I'll be happy to um, you send you any. Trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. That is going to do it for this segment of the Dis Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.